Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Today, bring the disappearance of Rhonda Hinson. So let's get started. Rhonda Annette Hinson was born in 1962 in Valdez, North Carolina. She grew up in Valdez, which is like a historical small town kind of thing. And it gave me like very Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls vibes. But like in South North Carolina. Yeah, kind of. Like I looked at it and it like, it had like the whole small town thing, but it was kind of surrounded by like rural nothingness. Yeah. I feel like I always used to drive through towns like that when you go to like the mountains and stuff and it's like, oh my god, so cute. And then you see like a confederate flag. Like flying? No, literally. <laughs> Why is that so accurate? Yeah. Those towns scare me a little bit. Like, you think yeah. they're adorable for like two seconds, and then there's like someone with like a gun just walking around. They're like, I have a concealed carry permit. It's like, Larry, <laughs> that's not concealed. I don't get out of the car in those places. <laughs> no, no. Um, so she lived with her parents, Bobby and Judy Hinson, and I'm like 99% sure that she still lived with her parents at the time of her disappearance, even though she was 19. Which I think is a little weird, but, like, I don't want to judge. No. It's a little weird. Especially, like, since she had a job and stuff. Like, I I totally get it if she was, like, taking gap year or whatever, or just choosing not to go to college was staying with them. But, like, she had, like, multiple jobs. But, like, usually 19-year-olds or, like, 19-year-olds before COVID times didn't live at home. True. I don't know. Little, little strange. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's, like, kind of rude. I feel bad a little bit because I don't want to be mean to her. But really, it's important to maybe, point out. Maybe she was having, like, failure to launch issues. <laughs> I yeah. love that movie. That movie's good. Um, anyway, she also had a brother named Robert. That was quite the transition. That was <laughs> a very good transition. Um, so she graduated high school in June of 1981, which is the year that she disappeared. So she disappeared in, like, December, I think. But yeah. she graduated in, like, June or May. I, I couldn't actually find when she graduated. I just assumed it was June. That's what Yeah, it's probably June. Like, we... I think we get out of school, like, end of May. May, yeah. But that's, like, early for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was very popular in high school and was quoted as being, like, an expert tennis player. And after high school, she went to work as a key punch operator. And this is a job where, (laughs) basically, you spend your whole day punching holes into paper to, like, store information, which is also known as something that society made women do before there was good technology. What? (laughs) Like, just... Click. Click. Yeah, basically. I'm honestly very confused about how this thing worked. I don't know if it, like, you scanned it or something to told you stuff, but I'm getting the impression it was kind of like a, it was like a nothing job that they just gave women who wanted to work. Which is, like, awful. But, like, honestly, that's kind of like how sexism works, and it kind of makes sense to me. That's America at its finest. Yeah. Um, And this was a job at Hickory Steel Company, and she also volunteered at a daycare center. What were they doing with paper at a steel company? I'm like, everywhere's got to store information, Izzy. Okay, that's true. So she was literally, like, sitting in the office punching holes? Yeah. That sounds exciting. It's like kindergarten art class. 
Oh my god. I used to love those hole puncher things. I think I still have one in my room somewhere. But your hand would get so sore. I know. But like, also, what would you do? I remember one time I was using one of those, and I don't know how this happened. I must have been using one at school that like collected the like scraps or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I picked it up and it like dumped out everywhere. And my teacher <laughs> oh my was god. so mad. And they used to do those, use those for like fake snow too. Oh yeah. It's like confetti. It's like confetti. And that was her job. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get onto the timeline. So December 22nd of 1981, Rhonda was actually attending her first ever office Christmas party with some friends. Exciting. Yeah, so exciting. And this party was at the office of the steel company that she worked for. And, I mean, her and her friends headed home around midnight, which is, like, normal time to go home from a party like that, if not later than normal. (laughs) And, I mean, keep in mind that Rhonda was the one driving. So she had dropped off both of her friends by approximately 12.30 a.m., and she started to drive home, like, which is about 10 miles away from her friend's house to her parents' house, where she was living at the time. And, okay, this part is really weird. But at 1 a.m. the same night, Rhonda's mother had awoken due to the fact that she had, like, a nightmare slash premonition slash, like, really bad feeling that her daughter had been in a car accident that had potentially killed her. What? Yeah. Like, it woke her up. It jolted her out of bed. Okay, that's, like, weird. Uh, yeah. And you know what's even weirder? Her father, Bobby, was awoken by his wife, and he decided to turn on his police scanner that he just had sitting around the house. Okay, I don't know if that's weird or not. Izzy and I can't figure out if that's normal or weird, because... I couldn't find anywhere that he was a police officer, but I also couldn't find anywhere that, like, said he, he wasn't. wasn't. But also, like, even if he wasn't, like, I feel like I've heard of that somewhere, where, like, people who live in rural areas were ha- will have police scanners. I think it's yeah. a thing, but I don't know. Could someone let us know? Yeah, please let us know. I mean, I'm just very curious about this. But anyway, he, like, turned on his police scanner to see if there had, like, been a car accident nearby due to the wife... Due to the wife, <laughs> due to the fact that his wife had like this really oddly vivid premonition. Oh my god, that's kind of like the thing when your dad woke up because he thought you were being chased by a ghost. Oh my god, yeah. Okay. Oh, can we have a quick story time? Yeah, we're gonna have a really quick story time. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. But Who wouldn't want to hear this? It's really quick and it's really interesting. So I live in a house that was actually like people lived in this house, like a whole family lived here for I think like 50, 60 years. And a few people died in this house. Many people were sick in this house. But basically, the two main people who died here were, like, a grandpa and a grandma, basically. And, I mean, like, I've never gotten a bad vibe here, seen some crap, weird things have gone on. It's creepy. It's kind of creepy. Like, my TV turns on and off constantly. It's weird. Um, Izzy and I were sitting in her bed one time watching TV, and the bed just started, like, yeah, violently like, shaking. shaking. And I was, like, horrified. No, it was really When weird. I sleep over at Izzy's house, I get scared sometimes. <laughs> but basically, my dad... Okay, so I was having a nightmare where, like, a woman in a white dress was, like, chasing me through my house, and I, like, ran into my bedroom and put the cover over my head. And then she, like, ripped it off and grabbed my hands... And I woke up and I was screaming, and my dad was, like, already in my room. And he wouldn't tell me why, but basically he had a dream that a woman in a white, like, nightgown came into my room, and then I screamed, and it woke him up, and he went into my room to check on me. Yeah, that story gives me, like, chills every time. Yeah. But I thought of that because, you know, parental premonitions. Yeah. We all have some, or our parents all have some. We're not parents. (laughs) Yeah, we are not parents. (laughs) Let's clarify. 
And, I mean, on the police scanner, Rhonda's father actually overheard that there had been a homicide, and the victim was his daughter, Rhonda. And, I mean, Rhonda's car had been discovered on the side of Mineral Springs Mountain Road, which was only a half a mile away from her house. Oh, my God. Like, super close. And, I mean, this is basically like a railroad. It's a mix between a highway, a highway, and like a... You know what I mean? It's like one where you go like 55 miles per hour because there's yeah. nobody on it. That's but it's called still considered and I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, I don't know. It's like when you're driving to like the middle of... Or where you have to drive somewhere, but then you have to go through the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And the driver... So actually her, found, her car was found in a ditch and the driver's side door was ajar and Rhonda's body was found like feet away. So she was lying on her back with her hands by her side in a placed position that almost looked like someone had put her there. Oh, my God. Yeah, in a ditch next to her still-running car. And she had actually... Okay, this is so weird, but she had been killed by a single shot fired from a high-caliber rifle, and the bullet had gone through her trunk, through her seat, and eventually through her heart and lung. Oh, my God. Someone's got to have really good aim. Yeah, like, to do all that. Plus, like, killing someone with only one shot, that's, like, that's hard, insane. right? That's insane. It, like, went through her car, too. Yeah, like, that's nuts. That's, in, that's crazy. And, I mean, like, that was obviously cra- Like, imagine you listening to a police scanner because your wife had this crazy nightmare, and then it, like, came true. Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's really weird. I can't, like, put my finger, but that's just, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that's got to be tough for them, but, like, also, that there's a lot of, like, weird coincidences going on. Yeah. Like, and also, I feel like it would have to be so, like, it's such a coincidence that literally, like, the gun went, like, the bullet went through in such a perfect way that it, like, killed her almost instantly. Yeah. I don't know if I classify that as a coincidence, but it's definitely, like, bizarre. Yeah. So, the days, weeks, and years following the incident. So, almost immediately, this case went cold because of just, like, the lack of evidence found at the scene that could, like, not substantiate any plausible theories. And I don't think there have been any suspects named in the past 35 years. And to my knowledge, there's never really been a person of interest either. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, tips have come into the police station and through social media. However, they've, like, never been able to follow through with any of them and or they were proven false. But, like, the biggest piece of forensic evidence that they've, like, ever found was some unknown DNA on Rhonda's sweater. However, like, literally the police refused to comment on it. Okay, why? I don't know. Like, which is weird. But at the same time, if you think about it, if someone was, like, hugging her or, like... You know what I'm like hugging her at the Christmas party, then yeah, that could have gone that's potentially. A good point. Like, there are many things, I many don't know. factors. It's weird that they won't comment on it though. Yeah, I know. Like, if it's so like unimportant, you'd think that they'd make some sort of comment about it. Yeah, they would at least be like, it's nothing. Like, we already proved it to be nothing. And I mean, this, so really sadly, this case has been frozen in time and progress since that faithful night 30, 35 years ago. Okay, so that was a pretty short timeline, but let's get on to the suspects and theories, shall we? Yeah, and we'll go back in time a little bit for some of the theories. Like, yeah. some of the supporting evidence made more sense to go in there, whatever. Then, like, a That's why the timeline was a little bit short. Yeah. So, the first theory I'm going to go over is an ac- like, basically that it was an accident. And, I mean, the theory is basically that some, like, 
idiots were in town were playing with like a high caliber rifle. Some local dumbasses. Some local dumbasses, which is never a good idea and definitely a reason like why it should be a million times harder to get a gun yeah. in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they like accidentally shot her car. Oh. But I mean, what were they doing? <laughs> Running in the middle of the road, basically a highway, playing with a rifle, only to accidentally shoot her car and her in the process in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's weird. The only situation that I could think that it would make sense that they were even out there is if, like, you know how, like, you'll see houses, like, every, like, few miles on those roads? Yeah. They lived in, like, a house over there, and they were, like, mm-hmm. running around their backyard, and it just happened to go into the street. But, like, again, a rifle's kind of a big deal. A rifle is a huge deal. It's not deal. like it was, like, a BB gun. No, it wasn't a BB gun. Oh, like, it wasn't, like, a, even a shotgun. A like, gun. a handgun. You know what I mean? <laughs> a nerf gun. gun. Maybe they confused it. It was, like, some kids. <laughs> but, yeah, like, literally, like, a sh- like. A freaking rifle? That's like a big gun, too. Yeah. No, like... And so, again, then you'd have to consider it's probably not kids if they're carrying around a rifle. And if their parents let them carry around a rifle. Yeah, I mean, even if they snuck in and picked up the rifle, it's heavy, right? You can't carry a rifle. Yeah, they're freaking heavy. Yeah. Like, it would have to be, like, adult. I don't know. This is nuts. Yeah, it just does not make really any sense. And, I mean, like, many people believe that she was murdered because her body seemed to be, like, posed slash placed close to her car. However, I actually read into this because I was really curious about this, and many medical experts actually say that the injuries that she sustained potentially could have not killed her instantaneously. And, like, she could have gotten out of the car and laid down or fell and then passed away. Maybe she got out because she that was confused. That sense. Yeah. Like, if she was shot and she tried to get out to get help or, like, just get someone's attention. Like, like, yeah, or figure out what happened. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't know. I think that could be plausible. And the only reason we're mentioning this, really, is because Rhonda's dad, Bobby, the dumbass with a police scanner in his house, feels the theory is the most likely. Which I thought was weird, because her mom thinks that she was, like, targeted and murdered. Which I think it's funny that they have such, like, split differences on it. Exactly. Especially when Bobby's the one who picked up the homicide on his police scanner. Exactly. And I mean, like, I disagree. There were just too many weird coincidences and occurrences beforehand for this to be an accident. Yeah, I mean, and half of that stuff we haven't even talked about yeah, right have, now. We haven't like, gotten into it. It'll make more sense later, but, like, if you think about it, there was, like, a lot of, like, the way it shot right through her car, the way, like, again, she was probably placed. I know, like, we talk, just talked about yeah, it. Yeah, but, but, like, the way her body was positioned. It seemed like she was you placed. You can tell that kind of thing. Because if you fall, or even if you lay on the ground, you're not going to, like, lay down like a board. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I just think that there's too many coincidences, and there are never coincidences in true crime. Exactly. There's always a reason for something. And, I mean, personally, this makes him seem kind of sus. Something is a little strange about the dad. And I can't tell you if it's just maybe he was just a little bit of a weird dude, and then his... Something happened to his daughter, so then people were... I don't know. No one actually speculated anything against it. This is all us, and I don't want to be mean, because clearly he suffered a loss here, and, like, I don't want to be insensitive or something, but, like, also, dude is sus. Dude is sus. And that's my full assessment. (laughs) Um, okay, so this other theory is the sexual abuse slash adultery theory. Ooh. So, some of the strange behavior before her disappearance indicates that she was potentially sexual sexually abused by someone um so an example of this would be showering in the middle of the night and claiming to feel dirty like apparently she's experiencing just really bad insomnia and she'd wake up in the middle of the night and go take a shower and then her mom would be like 
Rhonda, why are you up in the middle of the night showering? She'd just be like, I feel dirty. And then she also was always wanting to go, like, with her dad into town. Like, she never wanted to go places by herself anymore. Oh. Which I thought was maybe almost like an indicator that something happened while she was in town. Or, like, she went alone somewhere and something happened to her then. Yeah, that makes sense. But there are also a few things that suggest that she was involved with a married man. Um, so she had said that she needed to tell her dad something really important before, like, in the weeks before her disappearance, but then never explained further. And not even disappearance. This is a murder case. Why did I just say disappearance so yeah, many times? <laughs> I'm dumb for that. I apologize. Um, yeah. We're gonna continue now after I've just apologized because <laughs> I kept referring to it as a disappearance. Oopsies. Um, anyway, she also asked her mom if it was ever okay to be in a relationship with someone who was married. And her mom was like, hell no. And then Rhonda just seemed very, like, stressed, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And her boyfriend at the time also told her not to go to the party. And she was on the fence about going, like, in the first place. And so, like, maybe they, he knew something about a possible relationship and, like, maybe it was something with her work. I don't yeah. know. But, like, maybe he, like, kind of had some inkling. I don't know. And also, she was apparently going to stay at someone's house that night. And it's never specified who. And then she just chose not to and drove home. But then, like, that's when she never made it home. Yeah. Maybe she broke it off with someone. Okay. So, at this point, you're probably thinking, Jillian, what would sexual abuse and adultery be in the same theory? Like, why? Why? Well, I'm going to tell you. Um, So, the first things could definitely indicate sexual assault. But when they're paired with the other things, I just think it makes more sense to say that she was in a relationship with someone who was married. I mean, she could have, like, felt dirty and under pressure because of the relationship. And, Mm -hmm. like, her mom had told her it was a bad thing to do. So, she was probably like, well, shit. I'm in deep doo-doo now. Yeah. And then, like, both of these scenarios could have also led to her murder and, like, in an attempt to cover this up, right? Mm. So... However, I feel it is more likely that she was killed in an attempt to cover up cheating, or, like, maybe it was some sort of revenge by the guy's wife or something. That makes sense. Just because if she was being sexually abused, the abuser would really probably not want to kill her. Like, sexual abusers, so that means, like, over a long period of time, don't usually kill because they've, like, developed this, like, bond with their victim. Yeah. And, like, usually if people sexual assault someone and then, like, they're going to kill them then. They're not going to wait and kill them. Exactly. You know, I feel like you you see... Extended periods of time where people are sexually abused, it's not like when people are, like, I guess, these are, um, like, if someone is raped by someone, and the rapist is like, oh shit, what did I just do, and then they kill them, I feel like that's more common than, like, a prolonged period of sexual assault. It just doesn't make that much sense to me. I think, in this situation, that the, like, cheating theory would make the most sense. Yeah. So, ultimately, here's just, like, what I think happened. After high school, she began having an affair. So, the after high school thing, like, I was thinking about this, because, you know, me and my thoughts, they go too far. Um, But, like, this could totally just be a coincidence. But also, like, what if it was a teacher? Like, (gasps) they were, like, waiting until she wasn't, like, a student anymore to, like, be together. Like, does that, like, seem weird to you? Oh, my God. And all the things I read, it was, like, right after graduation, she started behaving strangely. (gasps) So, like, that's, so... that's, like, a really, like, long-shot theory, but, like, also kind of makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. Also, I have a tangent. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is so bad. Our principal married one of his oh, students. Oh, yeah. 
He's not our principal, actually. He's like he's like our co-principal. No, I don't even know. They wouldn't actually give him the real job, and I don't know why. Well, we know why, basically. Yeah, I guess. He was like temporary principal for a while, and now he's like has some made-up position. Yeah. But he married one of his students. Yeah. Fun really times. Creepy. And then she like came into my class on time because yes. apparently she's like an actress. Um, so then she began exhibiting symptoms of a guilty conscience. Mm-hmm. So like just like being very stressed out and like avoiding doing certain things. I don't know, like just being very strange, I guess. And then after the guilt became like so overwhelming, she had told her dad that she wanted to like tell him something important, right? So that's kind of like a sign that she wanted to tell people about the relationship. Yeah. But then maybe the guy was like, hell no, you're going to screw up my marriage. And then he just like killed her. Yeah, and maybe like he had a lot of... Maybe like they had been in a relationship for a while and she was finally old enough where she could tell people and it wouldn't be like statutory rape. Yeah. Because she was too young. But then she was like, I'm going to tell people and he was like, oh fuck no, you're not going to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Something is weird, but I think that theory makes a lot of sense. I think it makes sense, too. Overall, I think that's probably the most probable I one. I think so. That we I think cheating is always involved. Yeah. Especially when there's, like, a no evidence in a case. Yeah. Okay, this theory, I kind of, I gotta be honest, kind of made this one up. Oh, but I think it's interesting to pull up. So, the traffic stop theory is super interesting to me in multiple ways. First off, many serial killers have been known to do this type of thing. So, like, like maybe they put, like, a cop thing on the top of their car, and they'll basically cosplay as a cop, and then pull over people on desolate roads in the middle of the night or in the late evening, only to then murder them while, like, the person isn't paying attention in the car. Oh. Two, her window was rolled down, which can mean... That she had, like, pulled over to wait for the quote-unquote cop to come to her window, and then he, like, went behind her car. Okay, that actually makes sense, because why else would she have her window open? Exactly. It was December. It, at the end. Why would she have her window open? Like, A, it's probably just not a good idea to drive at night with your window open anyway. Just yeah. because, like, I don't know. Kind of creepy? I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. That gives me bad vibes. But anyway, it's probably, like, freezing right now. She lived in North Carolina in, like, the mountains, and it was, like, right before Christmas, and oh, exactly. it was the middle of the night. It would, it would have been freezing. Yeah. There's no, like, explainable reason that she would have her windows open unless she was, like, like reptile. Like, you know, she was, like, what is that? Is that warm or cold-blooded? Cold-blooded? Cold-blooded. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, lastly, this would kind of explain how there was no DNA on her. Because, like, the murderer didn't touch her. Or maybe they just, like, shot her, then left. And she got out of the car confused and then fell slash laid down. Or they had gloves. Or they had gloves. Because they would have been prepared for this Like, a cop would be wearing gloves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this would be really interesting because, like, maybe the cop pulled her over, then got to her open window. We're saying quote-unquote. Quote-unquote cop, yeah. I realize, Izzy's, like, doing quotes and, like, no one can see that. Yeah, nobody can see that. (laughs) But, like... She and then saw that she was like a young woman, and then he they walked behind the car and shot into it. And then, like, she got out of the car or potentially was pulled out by the person and then died on the side of the road. Okay, but like, what's the motive for that? There is no motive. That's like serial killers targeting random people. Serial killers target for reason, though. I don't know. Like, maybe like she was their perfect MO. You know what I mean? Serial killers who use guns are lame, no offense. <laughs> they like, so are. If you're gonna be a serial killer, like, use, like, a cool, like... Add some spice. I don't 
don't know. Like, shooting people in a car, that's not, like, a cool MO to have. That's no, lame. Really. That's really lame. But I'm a little bit harder. I thought it was a little bit interesting because the window thing, too. Yeah. I but, mean, the window thing kind of makes sense. That's, like, yeah. the only thing that's pulling it together for me. Yeah. And then the last theory, okay, this one isn't really a theory. I'm kind of making it up. Or not making it up. It actually could be substantiated, but it is the mafia hit theory. Mafia theories are, like, never substantiated. Except for the that one case about that Italian girl. Yeah. But basically, like, the series, there were multiple witnesses who said that they saw, like, the same car on that road, either pulled over on the side or just, like, driving. Okay, but why is that mafia? Why couldn't that just be a serial killer? Well, it could be a serial killer, too. But basically, like, it's thought that maybe she was, like, driving down the road and they thought that they were actually shooting the right person, but in reality, they shot, like, the wrong person. I don't think the mafia makes mistakes like that. True. But what if they do? I don't think they do. I think the mafia's smarter. Unless they put some, like, mafia and training guy in. Mafia and, like, training. screwed it up. <laughs> MIT. Mafia and training. MIT. Isn't that a school? Yeah. It's like a smart kid school. <laughs> it's a smart kid school for math. That's why we, math. we would never go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, okay. so yeah. Okay. Just wanted to mention that, because I saw it, and there was no evidence. But I thought it was interesting. Yeah. So, this was the case of Rhonda Hinson's murder. I'm correcting myself now because I realized I said disappearance at the very beginning of this. <laughs> um, let us know what you think by commenting on our blog or messaging us on Instagram or via email. All of those things are linked on our website, which is the first thing that pops up when you Google Teen Girls Investigate Crime Podcast. Make sure to tune in next week to hear about the case of Brandon Lawson. Bye! Check out this promo for Locked in a Closet podcast. Hey. We host the podcast Locked in a Closet.